Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Happy New Year, everyone. This is my first podcast of 2016. So excited to kick off the new year with you. And I want to share that every year I set a personal, physical, and professional goal for myself. And my professional goal this year was to launch this podcast. That was really what I was focused on in 2015 in terms of a new thing I wanted to do career-wise. And I just am just giddy and sitting here smiling now that it's here and it's happening and we're over 50,000 downloads and I love connecting with all of you and I'm getting so much positive feedback, which means the world to me because I just love being able to serve you in whatever way I can. And I want to continue this and I want to make it even better. So if you have questions, if you have suggestions, please just email me directly, christine at christinehassler.com. Let me know. Also, it means a lot when you rate and review the show and share it with your friends. So I really want to support you in co-creating 2016 because we are manifestors. So I recorded a special Coach's Corner for you this week on the ritual that I do every new year that helps me co-create my intentions. And if you're not on my email list, go to christinehassler.com to subscribe for that because I also sent out a whole overview of the process that includes leaving behind what you want in the previous year and co-creating what you'd like in the upcoming year. So be sure to go to christinehassler.com, check that out and download the Coach's Corner this week. It'll be up this week if it's not up already by the time you listen to this episode. Okay, so oh, just another amazing call for you today. And there's so much vulnerability in this session with Jenna. So before we dive into it, I, I just want to talk a little bit about vulnerability because it's a buzzword out there. We're becoming more comfortable with vulnerability. Brene Brown's work, which is just amazing. I'm such a fan of her. Love to interview her for the show one day, has brought so much light to vulnerability and sort of taken the shame off of it. However, for a lot of people, vulnerability is still kind of a foreign concept. And it's hard to go from having walls up, being a people pleaser, being concerned what people think of you, being scared to share, never really being supported in really authentically emoting to just letting your walls down and being incredibly vulnerable. And so a lot of people I know are like, oh, I know this vulnerability thing is really great, but it's really, really hard for me. And that's because before we can really feel vulnerable or be willing to be vulnerable, we have to feel safe. We have to feel really safe. And the person that really is responsible for making us feel safe is ourselves, especially as adults. So as kids, depending on your background and your upbringing and your parenting and all of that, you may not have felt very safe as you'll hear in the call with Jenna today. You know, part of what made it hard for her to be vulnerable in her life up until this point was she didn't feel safe. She felt like she was walking on eggshells at home. So before you can really let down the walls and allow your vulnerability to be expressed, you have to start creating safety and security inside of you. 
the best way to do that is just to check in with yourself every day, to start a spiritual practice, to look at the issues that kept you from feeling safe. So just know if it feels scary and incredibly foreign to be vulnerable and if it's challenging for you, this call will really help, will really help. So as I said, this is a super powerful and emotional call. It takes us a few minutes to get into the coaching. So I encourage you to listen as it gets really, really super sweet as we go. As you're listening to this coaching session with Jenna, consider the following. When it comes to dealing with things, especially challenging things, do you tend to go into your head and work to figure it out or analyze it rather than really feel it and process it? And furthermore, when it comes to your emotions, how do you handle them? Do you distract yourself? Do you find something else to obsess about mentally? Do you numb the pain somehow? And next, if you talk to your friends, like you talk to yourself, would you have any? Are you really creating a safe space inside yourself by being a friend to yourself? And finally, do you notice you make progress, like you take 10 steps forward, but then you feel like you're backtracking, like you take 10 steps back and you're getting frustrated with your own personal growth because you feel like you're looping. And now on to my session with Jenna as I support her in getting over it and on with it. Well, hi, Jenna. Welcome to the show. How can I help you? Well, thank you, Christine, for having me. Um, there is this area of my life, um, specifically my health, wellness, um, that kind of has been a struggle for 15 years, and it's become kind of like my crutch in that um, I'm, I always feel like I'm less energetic than others. I'm 30, and you know I just feel like I can't do as much, I can't accomplish as much, and um, it's been nearly 15 years um, of obsessing. And what's funny is the two things that help me are eating whole foods, you know, and exercising. That helps most people. And I love doing those things, except when I do those consistently, I think to myself, then what? I've spent so much time, you know, thinking that if I have these things in order, then I can really pursue a career I like or all these other things. But what's funny is once I'm, you know, feeling good by, you know, taking care of my health, like I am so uncomfortable with that, that I, I go back to eating too much or, you know, self-sabotaging. Oh, I can't exercise or I need to do all these other things. But yet those are the things that make me feel normal. So anyway, I'm trying to get to the root of why, why I feel this way, why I mm -hmm. don't, I'm not consistent with these really good behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, again, it's been since I was 15 and got a thyroid disease and gained weight. And, you know, so, you know, I see the root of it where it started, but I'm, I'm not sure why I'm not getting out of it. Okay. So. And what would knowing the why do for you? Maybe the why would help me change and not change uh, exercising or eating better more consistently, but change this kind of thought pattern or this, I don't know, this expectation I have. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just so I make sure I understand this correctly, you'll, you'll eat better, you'll be exercising, but then what, so what is the thought or the pattern that comes in and interrupts that? Okay. Yeah. Then what? Now what? Okay, now what? I feel okay. better. This is weird. I feel great. I am clear-minded. You know, I'm 
Now what? Um, got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So going back at 15, what was going on in your life? You said you got diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. Mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. going on in your life at that time? Um, yeah, I think it was, I'm sorry, it was like 14, you know, I think I just hit puberty, I gained 20 or 30 pounds, which is a lot for, you know, someone that age, I got really depressed, I got bad acne, which is funny, all those three things I still on and off struggle with. Um, But I felt really alone. Um, And so those are, and I felt isolated, like what's, again, what's wrong wrong with me? me? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a big issue. I was Anything else going on socially or at home that weren't necessarily physical things? You know, I always came from a dysfunctional family. Dad struggled with alcoholism and partying and leaving for the weekend. Um, Mom's very codependent, kind of, uh, uh, you know, wants to please everybody. Um, And I always felt like we were different than a lot of people, say people at church, you know, the ideal family. So yeah. would you say when you were growing up and especially when you were an adolescent that you felt really safe and secure, like it was okay to be vulnerable because you felt really safe and secure? No. Okay. Um, the term walking on eggshells, especially yes. with my father, it was a common one. So I always felt confused. Okay. So that's at the root of all this. Okay. That's at the root of all this. And just... So thyroid is throat, and that is fifth chakra. Mm -hmm. And our fifth chakra energy center has everything. It's self-expression. People, Most people know that, throat throat chakra. But it's also about surrender and vulnerability. If you think about it, like if we we lean our head back, it's our most vulnerable kind of body part. Mm. (laughs) And so that feeling that you had of not feeling safe and secure and and also probably not feeling free to be yourself because you were walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. of course you started to have constriction in that area. And of course you started to manifest this thyroid thing, which has perpetuated the weight gain and all of those kinds of things. So the root of this is really about you starting to feel safe and secure and free to be yourself because, and this is the thing, we all have our life path and we all have our life curriculum and we miss different stages of development. And because you picked the parents that you did and they were doing the best they could, you didn't really have a home where you could be fully self-expressed, which is an important part of development when we are our teenager. So in a lot of ways, there's a part of you that's 30, but there's a part of you that's still an adolescent, which is why it's kind of hard to stay engaged in behavior that is supportive to you. The other thing is that your health has become an obsession and a distraction so that you don't have to feel some of the pain that you've kept inside your whole life. And as soon as that's in order and you start to feel and you don't have the physical stuff to distract you, you get scared. And so you manifest the physical problems because you've learned how to deal with those, but you don't have a lot of tools for the emotional stuff. Hmm. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, can you really see that you've been doing the best you could? Yes. I really, you know, yes. Okay. And can you also really see that this pattern that you described as spiraling of having this distraction of 
having to eat better and work out and then kind of falling off. It's really protected you because Mm -hmm. it's given you something to focus on so that you didn't have to feel. And now you're ready. You're ready to start to deal with some of the pain and the hurts and things like that, that you didn't have the tools for before. So the first thing I want to do is I want to say to you and I want to say to that 14 and 15-year-old that she's safe and that I see her and it's safe to be her and that that time in her life is over. It's really over. And she doesn't have to continue reliving it to get the compassion and understanding she's searching for. Thank you. It's okay. And just let the emotion come up. It's really okay. And if you could say something to her, like just close your eyes and just see yourself when you're about 14, 15. What would you say to her? Um, I'd say you're never really alone and you're enough Mm -hmm. just as is (laughs) I think giving a hug and saying you're enough and it's okay to be uh, to feel what you feel and there's nothing wrong with you (laughs) make sure you say that to her There is nothing wrong with you. And Jenna, you do not have to manifest health issues to get attention and love. There are better ways to love yourself and to receive attention and love from others than continuing to have physical issues. Mm Mm-hmm. So in answer to the then what question, you know, if you get all that, it's like then, then this, this is the then what, the fact that you're actually feeling right now and allowing some of that pain to come up and out without trying to distract yourself or judge yourself. This is the then what you feel and you heal. And then you start to reconnect to the truth of who you really are And you start to live fully self-expressed. And then the career steps and all those things, it comes more clearly. But right now, there's a block. Mm -hmm. You can't see clearly because you haven't seen yourself clearly. Mm. And all the suppressed emotions, the anger, the sadness, and things from your past has taken a lot of energy. So the then what is really about taking care of your emotional body, not just your physical one. Mm-hmm. Is this making sense to you? It is. It is. Um, I, I tend to be really like, what do I do like outwardly? And, you know, I, I think you're reminding me and kind of making it clear that focusing on the inward and like fully 
I guess, not dealing with the past, but embracing it, understanding it. And that's a lot more uncomfortable than thinking of the actions I need to take, if that makes any sense. Well, absolutely. Because you're good with action. (laughs) You know, you said before we started recording, you're total type A control. And that's, that's very normal. Like a lot of us who you know, we deal with childhood trauma and issues in all different ways. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways is just to go totally into our head Mm -hmm. and go into that logical mind. Mm -hmm. Overachieving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And enough is never enough. And, and, and bless your beautiful logical mind. Bless the fact that you probably make your bed every day. Like that's all amazing things. All right. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's the one place you rebel. Yeah. But bless the fact that you can, you know how to work Excel. Um, those are all wonderful things, but you don't want to be overdeveloped in that. Mm-hmm. So your parents, they didn't get a manual. They did the best they could. You have this opportunity right now to parent yourself in the way that you wanted to be parented. This is going to be key Mm. for you, Jenna, is you're going to have to start talking to yourself and taking actions and encouraging yourself the way a loving parent would to a child. Now, I have a feeling that most often you speak to yourself in not loving and encouraging ways, but more in judgmental and critical ways. I've been told I'm a top dog to myself. Mm. Shame, you know, yeah. Really hard on myself, way more than I would ever be hard on another person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's perpetuating the cycle. Which is another reason why the constant, you know, changing the diet or exercise routine and focusing on that is serving you because it kind of gives you a break from just criticizing yourself. You know, so Mm -hmm. this is a big turning point in your life where you have to choose, you have to really choose to commit to having a different relationship with yourself. Well, one of the most powerful ways in terms of action steps to do that is to start each day really connecting with yourself in the mirror, looking into your own eyes and saying loving and encouraging things. Throughout the day, putting one hand on your heart and one hand on your lower belly and saying something kind to yourself. Noticing when you go into critical thinking and saying, stop, this is not my direction, this is not where I want to go. And really thinking, you know, if, if I had a, a loving mother or father inside of me right now, what would that voice say? Mm. Okay. So let's practice right now. Let's practice right now. So you've been, we've been talking for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. What would your inner mother say to you just about how you've shown up in this session? What words of wisdom or encouragement or acknowledgement does that part have to say? I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. Um, Beautifully vulnerable, mm-hmm. transparent, honest, and scared. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay to feel scared because I've never allowed myself to feel okay with unpleasant emotions. 
yeah, scared, specifically fear, lonely. Um, but sure. those are all a part of life and they're okay. Yeah. And they were a big part of your life, mm-hmm. given your home life. Mm-hmm. So there's the part of you that will feel those. And then there's the part of you that just holds this place of compassion. See why, why coaching or counseling works. One of the reasons is there's someone else holding a place of compassion. Like right now, I'm holding just a place of no judgment, just compassion for you so that whatever needs to come up can come up. And I'm modeling to you how to be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the opportunity for you is to find that part inside of you. And you said something, Jenna, the first thing you said, which is just amazing how profound your intuition is, is you said beautifully vulnerable. And that's all about fifth chakra. That's all about the neck. So vulnerability is how you heal this. Are you familiar with the work of Brene Brown? Yeah. I I read her book, um, The Gift of Imperfection and um, Daring Greatly. Great. And have you put a lot of that into place? Mm, No. Okay. It's time. Uh, Yeah. It's time. It's figuring out how, you know, and I, I think, as you said, it's daily looking in the mirror, which is hard for me. Um, and I mean, would you say that's a practical step to impl- like implementing the things I've learned? Because I feel like I have a lot of head knowledge. It's just mm-hmm. actually doing it. That's but I a- haven't gotten there. And I know that's why I have you to give me advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful way. If you don't have expectation hangover, I definitely, you know, I recommend the book a lot, but it's because I know the tools the best. And if you really work through the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual levels, there's so much practical advice in that. Um, So I, I suggest that. I also suggest writing to your younger self like a daily practice of really, really writing to those younger parts. What's your support community like where you live? Friends, mentors? Um, I Well, one, I have a great husband and a great 15-month-old. Mm. Um, and I have a good amount of friends. I also have a counselor who's all about mindfulness. Does your counselor work with you on the emotional level, though? Sometimes, but I think I tend to get the conversation away from that. Okay. So this is so a couple of vulnerability suggestions mm-hmm. in your next counseling session. And, and is it a man or a woman? It's a man. Okay. So give it a try with him. It might be time for a new person. I'm even thinking a woman. So you have a little bit of a mother figure. Okay. Um, but give it a try and, and have a vulnerability conversation with him and, and share about this and say, you know, I'm really committed to working on the emotional level mm-hmm. and feeling some of the feelings I've, invo- I've avoided. Will you help me? And then I also invite you to have more intimate conversations with your friends. And a great way to practice that is just to say to a friend who you trust, like, hey, like I'm having some realizations that I kind of living in my head. I'm really working on being more vulnerable and I just want to share something with you and you don't have to respond or anything. Give me, I'm not looking for advice or anything. I just, I would just love if you just listened. Mm -hmm. 
and just share a little bit about like this call or anything mm-hmm. that's on your heart mm-hmm. or the challenges of being a mom because there's beautiful blessings and then there's challenges. So mm-hmm. this is how it happens is you start to do the inner work, the mirror work, the writing, do the work with a professional and then mm-hmm. start to invite more vulnerability into your life. And I don't want to give you too much, Jenna, because I want you just to like let this sink in. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how does this feel so far? I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and that I feel like you're giving me permission to just be. Yes. And I, <laughs> that's harder than I would I realized just to be. And that's when, you know, I am feeling better by doing good behaviors um, for eating and exercising. Like, it's like that discomfort is what I need or, you know, I need to just get through that. But it's like you said, letting me be and um, I don't know. Well, it's here's just, the- it's, yeah, I mean, it's just like I thought I knew this stuff, but you're just you just understood it at a deeper level than I've ever felt before. Well, you were ready to hear it. And here's what I really want you to hear. Okay. In the past, it didn't feel safe to just be because at home you felt like you were walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. It is over. You are safe. It's okay to let your guard down. It's okay to let your mind quiet. It's safe to just be. Thank you. I haven't met many people who've not had challenges in life. You know, we all go through things, some of which are incredibly painful, even traumatizing. But then we continue to relive it over and over and over again, never really being free of it, either by continuing to think about it or analyze it or trying to figure it out, using it as a scapegoat for not having what we want, or like in Jenna's case, not being able to shift things in our life because we haven't healed the core issue. So what is so important is for the younger part of you to know that anything you went through is over. It's over. And you didn't do anything wrong. Just like I said to Jenna on the call, that fear she lived with in her childhood is over. So I was modeling that to her and I'm modeling it to you for you now. Hear me say it's over. You don't have to live it anymore. And really say that to yourself. Now, I'm not saying all it takes to heal yourself is to tell yourself it's over. Wouldn't it be nice if it was that easy? But it's a big first step to really assure yourself it's complete so then you can feel safe enough to move on to the healing. Remember what I talked about before the session. Before we can really let down the walls and express that vulnerability and go to those tender places, we've got to feel safe. So when we tell that younger part, that it's over, that it's complete, that they don't have to relive it, that creates a feeling of safety and security so we can move on to the healing. So how do we heal? Well, you saw in this session with Jenna that it's first just allowing yourself to feel. You know, you saw that her tears started to come up. And you don't have to relive the experience in order to just feel the feelings. You can just allow yourself to feel. And it's also about stopping the distractions, the busyness, the obsessing, the anxiety, the overeating, overdrinking, and all the other behavioral and mental strategies that are band-aids. Stop, feel, connect to that younger part of you, not in an explanation kind of way, but in a reassuring kind of way. 
Let me give you an example of what I mean here. Uh, when I work with people and I have them talk to their younger parts, often I hear more of an explanation. They say things like, it's okay, it's all going to work out. You don't have to worry about it. You're going to be safe and you're going to find love and you're going to get married. And they kind of tell them the future and just explain things to them. And that's great. That's a great first step. But what's even more powerful and more healing is to just flood that younger part of you with unconditional love and speak more in the tone of reassurance. So it sounds something like, this. You didn't do anything wrong. It's not your fault. I'm here. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. You're safe. Everything's okay. So you see the difference in that. One is kind of more mental and one comes from the heart. And if you really want to heal, you've got to speak to yourself from your heart. And just a note to all your coaches and healers out there, when you're working with a client and you hold the space for them to talk to that younger part, before you even start that, just make sure they've dropped into a totally loving and compassionate and safe place so that part of their consciousness really hears the words. And then finally, healing is really about forgiving and choosing to get over it. A lot of us stay comfortable in victim mode. It's time for you to create a new story. And in that new story, just know you are totally worthy and deserving of love. And it starts with you. I know I talk a lot about self-love on this podcast, but my friends, it always comes back to that. Always comes back to our relationship with ourselves. And then everything else becomes an extension of that. All right, let's move on to some takeaways and some assignments for you. First, if you haven't listened to episode 16 about parenting, please go back and listen to it. And one of the takeaways from that assignment was to identify some of the ways that you expected love from your parents and you didn't get it. And then that helps us with really coming up with the strategies we've developed over time you think you need to do to get love. You know, like in in Jenna's case, in order to get her own self-love and her own attention, she'd basically have health issues. And then she'd give herself love and attention to try to fix it. And then she'd start looping again because she wasn't really getting to the core of the issue. So what strategies are you using to try to get your own love and attention or other people's love and attention? Are you getting sick a lot? People-pleasing, caretaking, achieving? You know, what's your strategy? And then next, identify the distraction and coping strategies you use yourself to keep from feeling to keep from feeling your emotions or any pain. Is it eating? Is it drinking? Is it working? Is it caretaking? Is it being on the internet? What, what is it? What is that coping strategy? And, and then stop doing it. And then next, really start to develop a relationship with that younger part of you. Write a letter to them assuring them it's over. Whatever painful or challenging things that younger part of you had to go through, write them this letter and assure them it's over. It's complete. It's done. And then start each day really connecting with yourself in the mirror, saying encouraging things, putting one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, centering yourself, and really redirecting your thoughts to self-love. And just a couple kind of external steps here. I'm going to give you two suggestions. One, and I gave this to Jenna as well, practice vulnerability with people in your life. You know, just say, hey, 
I'm really practicing being more intimate and more vulnerable with people in my life. My request is that you just listen. I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking to be fixed. I just really want to share my heart. And then the second thing is if you have a coach or a counselor and you're not having big breakthroughs, consider you may be in your comfort zone in terms of what you're sharing. You know, if you're not having breakthroughs, are you just in your head? Are you not being vulnerable with your coach or counselor? So perhaps it's time to really talk about the next level you want to get to and ask that they help you facilitate that. Or maybe it's time to move on to a new one because you want to make sure that in any kind of personal development, you're continuing to grow and it's not just like kind of keeping you at the same level. And finally, before I sign off, I know there was a lot in this episode, so I just want to say Give yourself permission just to be. It's safe now. Whatever you went through is over. And especially now in this sweet new year, it's a beautiful time to get on with it. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.